welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or this podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, and on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. A second design challenge in six episodes. Mom is really getting the most out of those sewing machines. The girls were tasked to make their own doll a fantasy come true. But did all of the dolls have value in the end? It's time to talk all things Drag Race 16. And here with me is someone who loves playing with dolls. Audra Ports, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm. You know what? Things have been better, but you know what? We're here and we're talking about Drag Race, so we're going to make the best of it period we are living all right as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertaining podcast we're discussing related visual characters presented to us real production we're still the editing the television show wants to see we react to what was presented yesterday where people that go on opportunity go and tell them to share the copy they've also been discussed we're sitting the podcast for entertainment discuss related to the show all right we are um I, I don't know six out of 16 episodes i don't do the math how are you feeling about the season so far i'm loving this season we're happy it really is giving us some characters that we're falling in love with right away giving some polarizing characters i think it's a really entertaining season so far absolutely absolutely um i yeah i think it's really interesting i think um there are definitely tops and there are definitely bottoms if that makes sense i agree you you, you can tell who will be um departing our little show sooner rather than later if that again makes perfect sense yeah well, let's let's get into it. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts. Say it again. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Amanda has gone, and Dawn is sad as she was one of her best friends. Also, Amanda's mirror message is so long that Q can't read the entire thing. But in essence, she just wants Q to win so she can say the winner sent her to the house. Q is surprised to be in the bottom this early in the competition and claims she won't be there again. Uh, this was a fall from grace after being in the top three episodes in a row coincidence or a planned storyline i'm gonna be honest i think it was a planned storyline uh, it gives us like a little bit it gives us a moment to kind of like root for q since she's been having kind of like all these weeks where she's just in the top mm-hmm. and hasn't secured that win yeah it's interesting. It's, it's almost like now we always have to have that one queen who is good at something but can't secure the win, just for a story. Yeah, literally. Team Thick and Stick are congratulated, and Plain Jane leads the charge that they are all underestimating them. I think they were all gooped and gagged, mostly because they, they, they won wearing those looks on the runway. But who's to say? Who's to say, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, everyone was definitely gooped and gagged. Um, I think that it was really smart of Geneva to pick the people that she chose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what got them that win. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Dawn will say she's happy they all have a quarter of a win. And Geneva's like, that's more than you got. And that is how we shade each other kindly, Miss Plain Jane. No need to be mean. Okay. 
Geneva is happy to not have been in the bottom, and the kiss of death has been placed on that poor girl's head. Poor girl, poor girl. What were you going to say? Um, no, yeah, I think it has been on Geneva. I feel really bad for her because she's basically lip synced every single episode she's been on. Yeah. She has she's not, performed. it's just like drowning her, drowning her, drowning her. And she only had that one episode to kind of like come up and breathe. Right. But I feel like she kind of like showed, well, she, she's doing her best. She, she is. Now, back to that dreaded question from last week. Let's see how Zunami is feeling after Q called her out. Zunami was like, fuck this bitch. And Q says she had to say a name. But Zunami reminds her that that was t- two names. Do you think it was fair for Q to pick two names? Or is that just the name of the game? If you're allowed to say two names, you're going to say two names. I think she just wanted to say two names. Uh, she didn't do it in any way that we've seen in the past where it's kind mm-hmm. of like fun shade, That's kind fair. of like funny thing. Um, so I just think she just wanted to. She, there was nothing behind it. It was kind of just something she wanted to do. Megami will ask plain Jane, who will she pick on now that Amanda's gone? Well, she is turning a new leaf. And we have learned in the past, when you turn over a new leaf, it's still the same leaf. Do you think there was any truth in Plain Jane saying she took in Safira's words of wisdom, or was that all just for camera? Um, I think Plain Jane is playing the game. Yes. And she definitely knows where the cameras are, and she knows what to say to draw attention towards her. And Absolutely. I think she's doing a good job. She's doing. She's getting the job done. This is Drag Race. You never know what's going to happen and no one should feel comfortable at all. And that's the tea. It is a new day in the workroom and Maya is ready for the bitches to start leaving so she can get closer to her crown. Which which crown is she looking for? The one from Burger King? <laughs> Bitch, you ain't getting a crown with bling on it. <laughs> is there any way she actually thinks she could win? It is. I think she thinks there's a flipping challenge coming up. Listen, if there's a flipping challenge, James Mansfield would like to have a word. Yeah, they're hoping that the season nine cheerleading challenge is coming down the pipeline. Could you imagine who? (laughs) Plain Jane will start the day that she is more than a BBL, you know, Miss Morphine. And once again, let's have the chat about the work the room has done. Safira has had work done in her cheekbones, not their natural, but she has had her lips plumped. Zunami has had half a syringe in her of Botox in her lips. Is this the season of filler? Have we had this much filler on a non-all-star season? I think so. They're all pumping up their lips. Yeah, it, it's it's been choices, you know? Choice, choices. Plain Jane says it must be the season of lift fillers, but no one there is a filler. And that is what we call acting. The bitch could barely get yeah. those words out without breaking in laughter. I thought that was so funny. It was really good. That was a good, good moment for her. Yeah. All right. The alarm sounds and an actual room message this week. We're actually seeing the video. She is giving you clues about dolls. And when she does arrive, that suit was fabulous. I'm so glad we're back to classic suits and not the experimental shit that Rue was wearing. Like she was just standing there as a mannequin with a designer concoction on her body. Yeah, I agree. I love the Klein Epstein Parker suit. They always look really good on her. They do. Do you think it would look good on me? Should I get one? If I ever get one? You rich? should. They're custom. 
Oh, I love it. So they're custom to made. Well, we are going to welcome Spain's most exciting export, Charo. Are you familiar with the work of Charo? Yes, yes. I just recently listened to one of her songs, um, her and her guitar from that album. Yeah. Now, does Charo have blackmail on Rue? Why does she keep appearing for literally no reason? I think that it's because uh, Charo was probably a popular guest on the RuPaul show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's possible. And she just has easy access to her. For this week's mini challenge, Charo will be testing their Gucci Gucci uniqueness, nerve, and talent in their Spanish Fly Girl Flamenco Dance Contest brought to you by the Tourism Board of Spain. More on that soon. Can you flamenco? No. Same. <laughs> Same. Never going to try. But it would be fun if I if someone wanted to teach me. Yeah, it would be like cute if there's like a little free masterclass. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we discuss how this entire challenge... There was not a single mention of Drag Race España, you know, especially now that Drag Race España All-Stars is literally airing. Like, what a missed opportunity. I feel like um, I was just talking about this recently. Drag Race España, have you noticed they don't even have RuPaul, like, in the um, videos for, like, this is what you're doing this week? Yeah. So I think España is really one of those franchises that's kind of, like, it's just, like, growing on its own. Sure. They don't really want like the RuPaul. Well, I, I feel like um, Supreme always did the the messages, so that was their part of the show that they wanted. But yeah, you're right. Ru's not really involved. But come on, you want more people to watch shows on World of Wonder? Tell them about Drag Race España. I don't know. Remind the kids that the international franchises may actually be better than the main franchise. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Now we will have Ooh, Alfredo and Tiago. Oh, say it again. I said clock that team. That's true. We are going to have Alfredo and Thiago arrive as the flamenco dance partners. And I'm sorry. They all were saying that both of them, including Alfredo, was attractive. There was a lot of plastic in that man's face. Yeah, there definitely was. He would definitely float in the ocean. Yeah. They have 30 minutes again to flamenco. Quick drag. And clearly they pulled what they could from a rack. Whatever fits, make it work. The girls will dance. And well... Some of them did really well, and others just tried to camp it up because they know they can't do that kind of dance. Yeah, I I think that's exactly what was going on. They were just kind of like, this is a mini challenge. Just all try to have as much fun as possible. Geneva gave skirt movement. Dawn was a little spice in her, even though she can't do any flamenco. Morphine will make it a solo moment. Maya's doing her thing. Safira was not that quick on her feet. Plain Jane and that campy face was borderline offensive. Tsunami got her dance and gave passion. And Nymphia is once again good at selling it. Plasma really tried to give Spanish woman, but then she almost takes her dancer down. Megami spun and lost her flowers. Q was on her own world, and it was terrible, and she knew it. And that was the mini challenge. You're welcome, friends. Yeah, that was a good rundown. <laughs> and then we're going to see Ruin Charo dance. That just took so much effort. I am so proud of Mother for working out. No, she's been she's been bringing it this season. She has been bringing the performance. She's bringing the dancing. She said, y'all are not going to clock me anymore for just rocking side to side. The winner of the Flamenco Dance Challenge is Zunami, and she will win a trip 
to Spain. Now, if you all follow along on the socials, due to Tsunami's DACA status, she was unable to accept the prize. So production apparently gave her 50K and gifted, she then gifted the trip to Hershey. Uh, that is a way to get a vote for Miss Congeniality, ain't it? Yeah. They gave her fifty thousand dollars. I thought it was just five thousand. Was it five? Maybe it was five. Maybe I put a middle typo. Probably five. Why would they give her fifty? That's stupid, Michael. Why did yeah. I say that? Uh, but still, they like, gave her Whoa. money. They give her money. Yeah. Um, RuPaul is going to remind the world that she had her own doll back in the day, and since they all love playing with dolls, it's time to get their doll on. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will create their own doll based on their drag persona. Starting from scratch, they need to create two identical looks, one for them, one for the doll. Oh, and this is a design, branding, and storytelling challenge. Some of them are going to forget about some of those elements. Yeah, and we haven't seen a challenge like this since season three. Yeah, it's been um, a while. When they had to like do the cake. Um, but I like that this version... They have to kind of like make a story. It kind of like resembles uh, Hello Kitty on season seven. Yeah. And joining them on the main stage is extra special spicy guest judge La Roche. Uh, yes, Hunty, these girls are going to get it. They want yeah, it. Yeah, I was really excited for this one. Now, what would your doll be called? What edition would it be? And what would she be wearing? Uh, her name would be Crystal Quartz uh, because everybody loves Crystal. Sure. Um. And I think she would wear a leotard and a skirt because why not? There it and is. her hair would be in what I love to describe as pussy curls, easy to throw. All right. There yeah. it is. Crystal Quartz coming to <laughs> the bodega soon. Okay. All right. The, the exactly. girls are off to grab their goods and... This is a design challenge using all normal fabrics. No excuses, friends. Just a reminder, it is normal fabrics. What materials, what colors would you have gone for first? Uh, definitely. Hopefully, I would have gone for the blue that Safira used, mm -hmm. like that darker blue. Um, I probably would have went for some kind of like orange or like tan kind of colors. I really yeah. would have stayed away from like red because I don't, yeah. Dawn goes for purple. Geneva wants red for the Latina of it all, but notices that there is not a lot of stretchy fabric. Do you think that's deliberate by production? Why are they making the girls do the most? They know drag queens need stretch fabric. Why do they prevent them from using stretch fabric? I think it's to create more of a challenge, you know, sure. like. I, I, we're definitely not on Project Runway, so I don't think they should be doing it all the time. But it's definitely something to kind of like get into their heads to kind of like turn it up a notch. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anyone watches Drag Race Belgique season two, we, we just saw a design challenge where they had no stretch fabric and it was a disaster. But you can't blame yeah. the girls if, if, if they can't work with the material they're given, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, of course, we're going to have a little battle between Geneva and Plain Jane. Jane and the mind games are in full force. Hugh is pumped to be in a design challenge, which is her strong suit. She goes for the nudes, the golds, the browns in order to stick out more. Smart move? Yes, very smart move. Um, and like if you notice, she kind of got like the best looking fabric. Like it she was did. still shiny, it was still glittery, it was still cute. Like, but I definitely think it was a smart move of her to go where everyone else wasn't going. Nymphia going for yellow. Shocker. 
of all shockers. But you know what? It's kind of like if Raja O'Hara was here and she went for purple and we'd all be like, oh my God, yes, Raja, going for your color. So I think we, I'd like to give Nymphia Grace. You know, it's a okay. color. She knows it. Plasma's goal is to make something she knows how to make, and that is a period dress. She is thinking of a travel outfit as if Plasma went on an ocean liner in the 1950s. Very gentlemen prefer blondes meets Titanic. Sadly for our girl, it's going to be more of a Titanic and it's challenge for her. Iceberg ahead. Yeah. Even though, like, I think her initial idea is, um, I like that she's like a period queen. You know, mm -hmm. she knows what she likes. So I respect that. It wasn't necessarily my taste, but you know, it was cute. Plasma will pitch her look idea to Nymphia and this girl has no poker face, like none at all. Yeah. She hates it. And Plasma's like, well, thanks. Uh, Nymphia thinks it's a recipe of no taste disaster. Do you think Nymphia is just playing around or do you think she needs to like put on a poker face and realize that um, when you're not liking something, maybe pretend you are? Uh, I think she's just playing around. Um, yeah. I think Nymphia is good at that, like, light shade. Sure. So, yeah, I think she's just, like, playing around. Now, somehow, after gathering all her goods, Plain Jane is not happy with her tacky fabrics. She doesn't want to be red for filth, so she's going to make some moves. And as I've said before, once you hear Plain Jane in that fake-ass voice say, Sister, the sincerity, it's out <laughs> the window. It's not there. So she is trying to get Geneva to give her that long-desired fabric from earlier. And she will read as she thinks she's making another bodysuit, but Geneva is going for a gown. Plain Jane says it's ambitious for somebody who doesn't know how to sew. Like I said, that leaf is still the same fucking leaf. Yeah. But I kind of live for her. <laughs> yeah. Now, Geneva will call out Plain Jane and ask if she is going to put the tits away and rely on the body. And this is actually going to cause Plain Jane to go into defense mode. When this animal gets cornered, she gets vicious. She does not want to play. Yeah. She does not take criticism well. Especially from other queens. Right. I would say, yeah. Now, Plain Jane will have to find a new fabric. And this time, it's Plasma's turn to get played. Plain Jane says she has a nice big bolt of blue, so she's going to cut off a yard. Now, I, I'm going to say it. I'm not good with spatial relations, so I couldn't tell you if that was a yard or five yards, but the way that Plain Jane managed to snag that amount, all thanks to the distracted plasma and the sewing machine, you can't make this shit up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I think it was good, though, because she kind of like took as much as she wanted because Plasma wasn't necessarily paying attention. Not at all. And um, I doubt Plasma could tell how much is a yard, you know? Now, I got to ask you, there there um, seems to have been a lot of blue material in that room, but not equal yeah. amounts of other fabrics. Why? Um, sometimes blue fabric is just cheaper than other ones. All right. Okay. We'll you know? go with that one. Maybe Maya... they're just looking at discount stores. Maya is not a seamstress, and this season apparently is all about sewing challenges. As I said earlier, two sewing challenges in six episodes. Now, with the sewing machine dropping on her, it's time to make it, you guessed it, a cat suit. Nothing sends, says branding like a cat suit. Yeah. 
Safira will offer her assistance to Maya, and she'll turn her look inside out so that she can cut the pattern. And Safira is essentially offering a sewing class. Very kind of her to do that. Do you think that helping out a sister in a competition is smart? Or do you think that Safira knew Maya was going to be in the bottom no matter what, so salvage whatever she could? Um, I think helping someone is always so good. Like, it really shows your... Um, it shows that you're just like comfort, confident in yourself and you want to just make sure everyone is uplifted. Yeah. Um, but for Safira, I did worry just a little bit because she was saying how like she's doing this grand idea and she has so many parts. So I really wanted her to take some time to just like focus on herself. Here comes another week of Nymphia saying she can't do something and struggling and the girls are officially now onto her shtick. They're over it. Do you like this little banana who cried wolf gimmick from Nymphia? Yeah, she's pulling the patch. Like, I love this. I think everyone needs to start doing this. Like, just not saying what you're good at and kind yeah. of just showing it on the runway. Nymphia will go to Q and she thinks that she's playing the game and pestering her to throw her off the game. But Nymphia claims that she is feeling uninspired and wants to use her time to care for her sisters. See, that's how you can play along and be shady and fun and silly plain Jane. Take a cue from Nymphia. It's all about delivery. Yeah. Q is not going to let another sewing challenge get away from her. She won't let Nymphia have a chance. Now with the girls hard at work or really slapping Maya's tits around, we see the dolls and the accessories that the girls had to pick from. Do you think the doll team selected what items that were close to what the girls already had? Or do you think the girls had to alter what they had to what was present so they didn't get read for things not looking similar? I think it was the latter. Mm -hmm. um, I think the girls had to figure it out themselves. Is that why we had a chunky, to... chunky heel? Yeah, exactly. I think that's why we had some of like the non-similarities. Right. Um, because apparently it's really hard to make doll clothing. I've heard that. And and you know what? The people who can do it are really, really good at it. Yeah. Dawn's plan is to give the doll an entire Dawn makeover. So she will be smacking a new face on so she can live the fantasy that she deserves. Plain Jane will be the aquatic edition as she says she's pigeonholed with the aquatic blue lycra fabric. Girl, you did that to yourself. Now, yeah, she picked it. Is aquatic edition like water sports? I'm a little lost on how this is part of her brand. We'll get to it later on, but I feel like she's got a little pass in this episode. Yeah, I agree, but she does coin herself to be a whore. Sure. So maybe this is like the version, like you said, she's into water sports. And they probably couldn't say water sports on this television program. Yeah, and they pro and Nymphia took all the yellow. So right. All right. So Dawn will question Safira and her items, and we learn she is at least trying to make an opera coat. The ambition alive and well. Do you own an opera coat? No. <laughs> Same. Have you ever been to the opera? Uh, I actually have. Um, <gasps> oh, I've been so cool. to, yeah, I went to the Pennsylvania Opera. Nice. Um, I forgot for what, but yeah. Did you fall asleep? Um, no, but I left. Oh, good, through. good, good. Now, Miss BBL is having a hard time not showing her ass this week, but she says she is taking the note and will be ready by, well, she's going to be read by, you guess, a plain Jane, who tells her that she should be more concerned about not showing her stomach. 
I don't know the real relationship in the room and what they have as a relationship out of it, because obviously they are related in some way, shape or form. But if someone said that kind of comment to me, I think it would set me off in a very negative way. Yeah, same here, especially um, especially when it's already something that I'm not like super confident in. Right. And you know that I'm going to be so irritated that you even like said something like that. Plasma is distressed in her dress, and Megami will call her out for the purple piece, and here's Shady Megami. That's the girl New York City knows. Yep. Geneva is trying to do sexy and is worried that her look is not only simple, but she is not left with enough fabric. Now, you can't buy taste, baby, and somehow she thought that the red velvet and the rich navy blue applique looked good together. And to think of all the fabric she wasted to create that. Yeah. I I think she wasn't I think she did that just so plain Jane can't have it. Maybe. Now, Geneva is now going to make another outfit. And guess where she turns? To Plasma's Blue Fabric. Welcome to the start of Fabric Gate. Plain Jane is not happy that there are three girls all using the same fabric. Did they just not have enough fabric to go around? Was this one bolt deliberately queen sabotage? And I have a bigger question here. Do you think production takes into account the amount of fabric needed for the plus size queens? Um, I think I I think they do. I think they do now because yeah. we kind of saw that they're not just getting like yards folded up. They're really getting like bolts of fabric. Right. Um, I do think I do think it's weird that everyone went for that blue fabric because like looking at that initial grouping a fabric where everyone ran to i think there was like a lot more fabric than than everyone was leading on to so i i keep coming back to this red fabric like geneva's like i don't have enough if 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 three girls are essentially able to get three outfits from that blue how could she not even get one outfit and make one minor mistake in the red i just don't get it yeah same all right, it is the day of the doll debut. Dawn is feeling good and thinks she is not going home. She can't say the same for the other girls, but even though she didn't have enough of the fabric to do all purple, she has found a silver lining that will help her blast her look off. What a lucky girl to have a fabric that has lining on it. Yeah, her fabric was really pretty. With only a couple hours left, Q has a lot of work to do. With some getting into face, Geneva is now sharing that she is content with her looks, despite having to make two outfits. She tells Maya that the edition of her doll is the Texas edition, because everything is bigger in Texas, but she's the daintiest doll there. All right, let's all attend a class at Block Talk Drag U, where we will discuss branding and storytelling, because, girl, how are you going to do Texas? and not even have the right colors or stereotypical Texas accessories. Fail, 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 fail. We're going to talk about it more, but come on, girl. I mean, especially in, in the new era of Texas Hold'em Beyonce. Yeah, and I don't know. For me, it was those shoes. But oh, yeah, my. we're going to get to that. <laughs> now, Maya asked why she didn't do a leg hair TikTok inspired edition. And not only is that still gross, but she says it takes her a long time to style it. I don't know. Maybe style it in the hotel room before you get there for the day. Right. I think, and let's be honest, like I think that would have read better, even though it is kind of weird than what she kind of did. 
Because that is her brand, essentially. I agree. Plasma will ask the room if they were allowed to play with dolls as children. Did you play with dolls growing up? Uh, I did not play with dolls growing up. I feel like growing up, I was a little, like, nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more into, like, reading. And, um, yeah. <laughs> did you play with dolls? A little bit. A little bit. I had a couple dolls. It wasn't, like, because I was a little homosexual boy. It was just, I like dolls. They, they, they were fun. They were fun to play with and pose. And, 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 and then, like, I moved over to, like, action figures but like there was a moment where i just like play with dolls you know yeah and like style their hair and they come with different outfits so they're a little bit more fun than action figures sometimes dawn shares she was too embarrassed to go to the barbie section so her mom would bring a few dolls back to pick from we love a supportive mom plasma went as dorothy for halloween and she even shows us the shoes that her mom packed for her for drag race which is honestly the cutest thing i've ever heard Tsunami reveals she had a doll Instagram where she would make Play-Doh outfits for her dolls. And that's why her runways look the way they do. Q's words, not mine. I thought that was such a cute, like, little add-in for Tsunami and all of them. Plain Jane, growth arc incoming. She reveals that her dad took them away from her because only nasty, disgraceful faggots play with dolls. She tells us that her dolls got replaced by fire trucks, and it was clear to her that the effeminate was not good. Her dad is a Russian Jewish immigrant coming from a very homophobic country, and she understands and doesn't blame her dad as it's hard to move past the stigma. Plain Jane grew up in a Russian immigrant circle and was not afforded the luxury of her parents accepting her no matter what. She says she has a critical eye for drag and why she is harsh is because of her parents and how they are acutely aware of how they don't value drag at all. She says if she gets the sense that someone is not up to par, she devalues their drag in her mind. What do you think? Is this an excuse? Would you accept this bluntness from her as the reason why she is why she is? Girl, no. That was awesome bullshit. Like, girl, we are adults. I get the childhood trauma, but you better get your ass on betterhelp.com because Quite frankly, that is not enough. Like, you're a grown adult now. Like, we're so beyond that. Right. I I just didn't get it. I didn't buy it. I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm really excited to hear why. And then she basically was like, it's my parents' fault. Yeah. I, I, I don't buy it. I really, really just don't approve of it. And it really, really kind of soured me a bit, you know? Yeah. I mean this is one of those situations where you're kind of like, I don't necessarily like her personality, but I definitely am a fan of like her drag. Absolutely. Now playing Jane will end this segment that she does have deep rooted insecurities that are hard for her to shake. This might be the beginning of a new side of playing Jane for the audience where we are going to get to understand her more, but I think we're going to have to hear a lot more before we can lose the villain title for her. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's talk potion. Plain Jane does not plan on using the potion. She is not thinking she will need to use it, looking at the looks on the mannequin, but she will float the idea that Safira should use her potion. Why is she playing mind games once again? Again, I think she's just trying to kind of get into everyone's head, and Safira is one of the stronger characters this season. 
And one side of me is kind of like plain Jane. Again, she's playing the game is really smart. But the other side is like, girl, just like shut up. Agreed. 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 Safira is using the words of Isaac Mizrahi as her confidence, but we see that she is a bit shaken. What got in her head? Because we didn't actually see Plain Jane talk to her, but something spooked her. What do you think it was? Uh, I feel like it was probably her not being able to finish all the pieces that she wanted to finish. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in those high-stress situations, like, you don't really have, you don't really take a moment to kind of, like, look around the room. And I feel like had she had that moment to kind of just, like, inhale, exhale, and, like, scope out the rest of the girls' looks, she would have gone in a little bit more confident. It's time to learn about Megami because that has really yet to happen this season besides, you know, being told she is a cosplay queen. Dare I say you might be in trouble when they float any sort of backstory, but um, we'll find out. We'll find out if she is still here in a week or two. But she shares that she is Noyorican and Q has no idea what that means. It's Puerto Ricans from New York. Did you know that? Yes, I did. I did too. Um, yeah, there's, it's also because um, I used to be, like, really into poetry when I was in mm-hmm. high school. And the yep. New Eurekan Cafe yep. would have an open mic night on, I think, Monday or Tuesday night. I actually got to stage manage a show there once and uh, review oh, a show wow. there once. Oh, yeah. I know that theater very well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like maybe uh, New Eurekan is a very colloquial word in New York because, for me, I was like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I've heard it before. I know it. Um, maybe it's not as regional as I assumed. Yeah, I agree. But that's it. That's all we're going to hear from Megami because now we're going to move over to Q. She grew up in a small little rural town in Kansas, and maybe we're getting a winner's arc for this episode because things are going to be dramatic. She shares that she didn't grow up financially stable. She had a single mom with three siblings. They didn't have food in the house or lights on at times. She reveals that in high school, when she didn't have lunch money, she would go to the theater auditorium to hide and pretend to practice lines. Art has taken her into new frontiers. She says she felt guilty pursuing art as she thought she had to turn the tide of poverty for her family. She did get good grades. She did well in school. It was hard to justify to do theater and drag. But at the end of the day, her mom is one of her biggest supporters. Now, Q will start to break down and says that your dream of a moment, like you dream of a moment like this, all the hardship pushes you to go even further. Did you like this moment of, of triumph from Q? Oh, uh, yeah. I like any moment that they kind of like give each girl like that real moment to kind of like get vulnerable. Sure. Um, I will say just, Sometimes Q is just annoying to me. I really don't know why. And even though she was telling us her life story, like, I also have been, girl, I need to get my makeup finished. (laughs) Yeah. Nymphia, Plain Jane are in their own little corner in their own little world, and Nymphia has deemed that their corner is the mean girl bitch corner. Um, Do we really want to call ourselves mean girl bitch? Right, with Plain Jane in the group. Right. Is is that really the, the, the goal here? Maybe just for this episode. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Um, Plain Jane says that she is really turning over a new leaf, and they're going to take a vote in the room, and guess what? They're not buying it. Yet again, 
this is the plain Jane show. Is is it safe to say that like if you had the DVD cover of Drag Race season sixteen that she would be front and center at the moment? Yeah, she would be on the cover. Um, I think plain Jane is really like fashion. She's really mm-hmm. polarizing. And when we have a polarizing character on Drag Race, um, you kind of like don't want to root for them, right? But you also like root for them a little bit because they end up they they are usually really talented. Gotta have something to back up the drama, right? Yeah, exactly. We are bringing it to the runway where Rue is giving you green. How did Michelle survive seeing all that green on her body? Our panel includes Michelle Visage, T.S. Madison, and La Roche, who is ready to read the girls to filth. Category is Welcome to the Dollhouse. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Barbie Girl or Bodega Barbie. Are you ready? Yes, pulling up the looks now. I got a question, though. Before we talk about them, why did it sound like all of their voiceovers were recorded in a tin can? Yeah, no, the the voiceovers were really bad. It was so um, bad. like Quality-wise, yeah. Certainly, we could have found a microphone and a computer to record then, right? Yeah. All right. First up, Tsunami Muse, the Fashion Week edition. I like the color blocking. It was a nice choice. It was beyond basic. Didn't love the hair color with this styling. I think it was an extremely safe look because she made it feel like it was fashion-forward, but it just it, it was lacking something, and maybe it was the fabric choices yeah i agree i think like she really made like the standout point being that she's wearing pants and the pants aren't really that interesting they're just kind of like regular bell-bottom pants right so i definitely think yeah she could have done a little bit more i think the nicest thing about this look is the bow the -hmm. bow is really a really really nice touch and also the um the cut of like the the collar of the shirt i like sure. how it like indents a little bit yeah i'm gonna give it a very soft right on the line barbie girl yeah same for me she gets a soft barbie girl audience did not agree at all 29 percent barbie girl 71 percent bodega barbie oh okay yeah well. safira crystal the grand dame diva metropolitan opera edition I could see her wearing this to the Met. Is it the best thing she's worn? Not in a million years. I do like this more slender silhouette for this challenge to show a little versatility in her silhouettes. The fabric is very pretty. I don't like the hair choice because it looked way too frazzled and unkempt. But for me, this is a safe look for Safira. It's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually like the hair. I do wish that the hair could be like um, like her doll's hair, like really big and like yeah. blown out. Um, and I also love, yeah, I really like this look. I'll give it a Barbie girl. Yeah, I get a Barbie girl for me too. Audience, 80% Barbie girl, 20% Bodega Barbie. Okay. Next, we have Plasma. Passenger on the Pacific Edition. It's very simple, and I think it is effective. Do you desire something grander? Yes. I think she's very afraid to keep herself in the box of mid-century glamour, but when it fits her best, you got to do it. I like the color story. I don't love the execution. It's lacking sparkle. And again, when it comes to the performance in the, in the scarf, just keep it down, girl. It's okay. We're not bothered. Yeah, I agree. I think the performance kind of like took me out of it just a little bit. Um, every time she had to like fuss with the headscarf. 
Um, I definitely agree. I didn't even think of that. There is no sparkle. There is, it's kind of really muted. Yeah. Um, and we can't even see the detail on the headscarf. Agreed. But yeah. The judges say her doll looks exactly like her, but tells her she should know how to use a bobby pin. They like she stoned the doll's shoes. They felt like she pushed the jokes, but how they enjoy her face is progressing. I will give her Barbie girl. Yeah, she gets a soft Barbie girl for me. Audience, 57% Barbie girl, 43% Bodega Barbie. Plain Jane, the aquatic edition. It's very figure skater. I like the color story. The styling is spot on. The hair is cute. How is this plain Jane, though? That's where I'm confused. I think it's if it's partially a branding and storytelling challenge, I don't think it's successful based on what we've seen. Should she have been in the top? And that's where things get fishy. Honestly, the others suck yeah. so hard that she was the best of the mist. Yeah, I was. I thought this was just like a regular old drag look. Uh, there was nothing really special about it. Um, but yeah, they left. They live for playing Jane. They they really do. The judges say they love her look, saying her look was immaculate. Law tells Plasma if she saw playing Jane create that, she should have punched her in the throat. They call her smart and branding with a wonderful ass personality. I will give her a Barbie girl. Yeah, she gets a Barbie girl for me too, but it's kind of like a soft one. Yeah. Because this is like a really basic look. Audience 77% Barbie girl, 23% Bodega Barbie. Nymphia Wind, Spring Banana Yellow Carpet Edition. I think there was a universe in which Nymphia would have been in the top, but part of the challenge was to make matching looks. The looks did not match. She didn't have the pink on the doll, and therefore it wasn't a fully successful challenge. What she did present was very pretty, but not nearly as high quality as her previous design challenge, and I think that knocked her down points. It's cute. I, I, I wish it was a bit stronger the hair was not my favorite it was a safe week for nymphia but again i i think you could have put her in the top yeah i agree she could have been in the top i think um i agree the thing about the hair not matching the the color not matching necessarily um and again i didn't even think of it like that but yeah this is definitely kind of like a lower quality from her last design look i'll give her a barbie girl yeah, she gets a Barbie girl for me, too. Audience loved it. 98% Barbie girl, 2% Bodega Barbie. Morphine loved Dion, the Miami Bimbo edition. She's trying to give you J-Lo sexy without being called out for her previous critiques, and yet she is still going to drop the BBL in her branding. I think the fabric she chose works for the silhouette, and it works for her. It's just not very inspiring. It felt very drab. I don't love the blonde flat wig. It didn't make sense, and it, it did make sense in the story, but it was such a letdown as an overall look. And for me, the doll sucked. That hair girl, come on. I'm feeling like she will be safe until she's gone because she's very good at talking, but she's just boring at the game of Drag Race. Yeah, I didn't really like this look. Um, The doll looks horrendous. The doll looks like they had a long night out in Hell's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And they live live in like South Brooklyn near Coney Island. And they none of the trains were working, so they decided they were going to get on a city bike. Literally, um, that hair. The outfit, I will say, it kind of like reads as the same thing she did in the last design challenge. Sure. Um. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. The hair it doesn't really bother me. Um, the hair on the Barbie bothers me. 
Agreed. Yeah, I would give her kind of, this is my first one, but I'd give her a Bodega Barbie. I agree. I will give her a Bodega Barbie. Y'all, fans, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you love some morphine. 62% Bodega uh, Barbie girl, 38% Bodega Barbie. That's okay. We're allowed to disagree. That's why we all have opinions. Yeah. But Okay. Maya, I'm on the page. Queen of Flips Edition. Poor girl is just out of her league here. The fabric was tacky. The hair was dragged, but it did not pair with the proportions. It's a brunch look, which is her brand. But this, there, there's just no excuse to not have anything exciting to elevate it. I, I just wish she came to the show prepared. Like, if you're not a good seamstress, go take a class. But the doll, I think it, if it's her, she needed to give the doll some volume. But the bigger picture, though, opens up the door of a controversial opinion of if you're a skinny bitch, this this challenge was tailored for you because you didn't have to add the padding and an extra element. When it does come to storytelling, a failure. Why? How, how can you be shy and outgoing? Uh, this girl's got a lot of work to do once she sets out in the world because I don't think she's ready. Yeah, I didn't like the hair. The hair didn't match the Barbie. Um, the catsuit, honestly, it doesn't look horrible. Um, it kind of like gets the job done. I just think styling-wise, she could have gotten away with this had the hair been like nicer, and she didn't have like the headband. Sure. Uh, the headband wig, the headband wig, kind of like takes me out of it. Um, the shoes. Uh, yeah, no, no. The judges no. say the doll didn't exactly look like her and questions why she didn't pat it. They waited for her to do some sort of flip, but no one was flipping. The cape was unfinished without a hem. Did she need a zipper? And she is called out for the drip of sweat down her titties. Uh, this is Bodega Barbie for real. Yeah, this was Bodega Barbie. Audience agrees. 7% Barbie girl, 93% Bodega Barbie. Megami, the native New Yorker edition. All right, so she is under the impression that the official colors of New York are orange and blue. And I understand that may be because the state flag is blue, white, and orange, gold. So yes, it's also the colors of the New York Knicks basketball team. But if you're going to sell a Lady Liberty look, the audience is going to expect the color palette of Lady Liberty. For me, this was just another example of trying to make something work and pretend no one notices. Now, Maya got called out for the lack of padding on her doll. Megami did not. Just saying, I think it's a very clean silhouette. It's executed very well. For me, a bit boring. Also, why is there a butterfly? Because it was orange and she had it. I thought there wasn't unconventional materials here. She's lucky the other girls bombed as hard as they did because she's very lucky. No, yeah, I think this is a very clean look. Um, I like her makeup. Mm -hmm. And I think the doll kind of matches. Um, I wish I wish she would have written something that tied back to her talent show on the um on the little like book that she has. Mm -hmm. But I understand that in the pressure cooker of drag race you didn't necessarily know that that was going to be like a viral moment you know right i'm gonna go with a very soft right on the line bodega barbie oh no i give her i'll give her uh, a barbie girl the audience agree with you 69 percent barbie girl 31 percent bodega barbie geneva car the dandiest doll texas edition 
this was just a confused story and i don't think she was prepared it's got this made silhouette on top and then the skirt is just wrapped around in hopes that it feels cohesive that white chunky heel again maybe it was selected to match the doll's heel options but either way burn them throw them out never will use them again i think she really tried to overdo it and it backfired had she went with a simple form-fitting red dress and sold it as i don't know the spicy edition she would have been able to salvage this challenge I think she was so stressed by all elements of the challenge being design, branding, and storytelling that she just tried to figure out something that would work. Yeah, I think she was overwhelmed um, because like the whole season, it's been Geneva, La Diva Maflotina. Like, I wanted some more of that. I wanted Geneva, the girl who came out week one, you know, like... I agree. But... I think she really got in her head about what was like happening overall, you know, being in the bottom so much that could start to get, get to you at some point. The judges say they're not mad or happy with the doll and say the neckline is telling a different story and doesn't belong. She is a beauty queen neck up and a horror queen neck down says La Roche. And she has Danny DeVito's legs. Uh, They say the branding was confusing. Uh, That might've been one of the harshest critiques a queen's ever gotten. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bodega Barbie. It's a bodega Barbie for me too. Audience 7% Barbie girl, 93% bodega Barbie. Dawn, the Galactic Empress Edition. She made it work because she's quirky and fun. The makeup is perfectly Dawn. It pairs well with the Space Knight character. I think the execution is clean, but exceptionally simple. The back of the dress with the purple wrap was very detailed. This was a great way to keep her character and transport her to a different dimension. Yeah, I think Dawn is playing a really smart game with this idea that, like, there's, like, an island of the Dawns. There's, like, this planet of the Dawns that um, she kind of, like, transforms into these different characters, which leaves yeah. you, which leaves it really open to kind of, like, different interpretations of how she presents her drag. The judges say the look is giving Paris runway, calling it fashion forward. They love that she doesn't always need elf ears or blue or pink paint. The doll would appreciate and value. I will give it a Barbie girl. Yeah, she gets a Barbie girl for me, too. Audience, 77% Barbie girl, 23% Bodega Barbie. And finally, we have Q, Fantasy Edition. This is wild and brilliant and so well executed. She stands out for all the right reasons. She is giving you a new version of Evil Queen in a realm none have journeyed. Based on her first few looks, this is really in line with her abilities as a designer, and I'm so glad this was a positive experience in this challenge. For me, the clear winner of the week. Yeah, I'm happy she did so good. She looked really good. Um, I lived for that headpiece. It was, it was like probably like the best thing on the runway this week. Um, but even though she did so good, I still didn't want her to win just for storyline purposes. Right? Could you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> the judges say she is amazing as the headpiece is something Stephen Jones would have made for Grace Jones. They call it couture and can't see any imperfections. I agree. A Barbie girl. Barbie girl, yeah. Audience, 100% Barbie girl. Now, Plain Jane will not use her immunity potion. Safira will. And she will chug-a-lug that bitch, and she is heading right backstage. Did Safira do the right thing? I don't think so. Agreed. I think she should have saved it. I want to talk about the immunity potion and how good friend of the pod, Mike Bloom, pitched the use of the immunity potion in regards to immunity idols on Survivor. Go with me for a second. If plain Jane wanted to sabotage the system 
and actually get a potential win this week, could she have used her immunity potion on Q, causing her to be safe, not get critiqued, and maybe then allowed herself to win the challenge? I mean, it would have been a savage move, but should a twist like this be present in the future? Can you play offense with the immunity potion if you are allowed to use it on somebody else? I think you can because um, because you can use it before we get critiques. Right. We don't necessarily know like where everyone's going to land. So if I think my sister, Q, even though she looks amazing, in my head, I think she's going to be in the bottom. So I'm going to save Q because I don't want to see Q lip sync again. Because it's from my perspective, like... Because we haven't heard what the judges said. But if if you want to win and you know you're you might be second best, why not give the immunity potion to someone who's going to win the challenge and make sure they can't exactly. win so you can? I mean, it's a very, exactly. very savage move. Um, it would be a television moment. I want to see it. I kind of want to see it happen, especially Same. with Plain Jane, because she is evil. She is the the villain. I agree with what a lot. A lot of people are saying that I think she's going to use it on someone else. I do too. I do too. Yeah, this expiration date, it, it has no expiration date. It's when Plain Jane uses it. Let's be real. Yeah. We will learn that Tsunami Muse, Nymphia Win, Morphine Love, Dion, Megami are safe leaving Plasma, Geneva, Maya, Dawn, Q, and Plain Jane is the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I do agree. Yeah, I'm, again, like we, we already discussed it. I think there's a universe where Nymphia. Plain Jane might have been able to swippy swappy. Um, I don't know if plain if plasma was a clear bottom. Um, I might have put morphine in the bottom over her, but I think they wanted to discuss the whole trilogy of parts of the challenge with plasma and how she didn't succeed. I don't know, but you know, with plasma as number three, the other two are absolutely the bottoms. Yeah, and I think they wanted to bring out all three girls that use the same fabric and exactly. kind of use it as an example like plain jane had like the best version of it plasma had the second best and then geneva had the worst it's true all right Rue has decided that Q is the winner of the week. She wins a cash prize of $5,000. Dawn, Plain Jane, and Plasma are safe, leaving Geneva Carr and Maya Manalabaj as the bottom two. We already know that I agree. Do you agree? I do agree, and I was immediately worried for my girl, Geneva La Divas Mas Latina. Yeah, okay, listen. The song is, it's a big one, Janet Jackson's Control. This was going to come down to how well they performed this track and this song. Geneva's good. She just wasn't a match for Maya and her tricks, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. And um, I want to say this, like, Geneva's been in the bottom almost every episode, right? Yeah. But let's be honest, like the two lips, she's not the most like captivating like lip sync performer. Right. Like when she's lip syncing in the bottom, like I don't think that necessarily highlights her lip syncing talent. Sure. Um, as it does when she was doing like her own music. Right. Um, there were a lot of good moments where Maya sacrificed words for tricks, which I never love. But again, if you're wanting to see a good performance, she's giving you a good performance. Geneva felt very internalized in her performance while Maya was fighting in every way she could. 
unfortunately, in the end, Maya is safe. Geneva is eliminated. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, I think that's how the track record goes. Um, do I wish that Geneva didn't have this track record and thus didn't leave this early? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think she was a really important and interesting and, and, and kind drag artist, which we love to see. And at least she got a win. Like, it's true. Yeah, let's, win. let's zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. The safe girls are in the Lush Lounge, and I'm still waiting for my sponsorship, Lush. Can I have some um, bath bombs? I love bath bombs. And the I'm um, Safira is regretting her potion and now needs some space grace in her time. So she's alone and still reeling from being up for elimination. Uh, the mind games have gotten into her head, and I'm very curious to see if this is going to affect her moving forward. Do you think it will? I don't think so. The other girls who are safe join Safira's afters. What makes a good afters? I think you have to have, like, the music needs to be a comfortable level where you both enjoy it and have a good conversation. Mm -hmm. um, there needs to be a good access of um, drugs and alcohol. Fair enough. Sure. Nymphia, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. yeah. Nymphia will ask Safira why she drank it, and before she can answer, Morphine wants to have a dawn moment and give her opinion. Morphine says that she is used she used it because Michelle would tell her it was off the rack because it looks so good that you can get it at Macy's or Nordstrom. That was what we call a backhanded compliment. It was, yeah. Zafira will again admit that she was not as confident as she normally is. She tried to read the judges, and that's why she chugged it. And she tastes, says it tastes like bad bleep. What do you think was in that vial? Uh, it looked like my off or like some... um. What is it called? Kind of look like Pepto Bismol. Gross. Zunami is pissed. She just wanted to talk to La Roche. Girl, you know how this show works. La Roche is coming backstage. Conger's tits. <laughs> Nymphia is told she is the fashion girl, and we learned that that wig was lent to her by a mandatory meeting. Wild. Is the wig cursed? Is that why she was safe and not in the top? I think so. Nymphia admits that she didn't do the branding stuff as writing is not her thing. What is her thing? Whining? Nymphia says she's stressing herself out as it's part of her process. I very much can relate to that. But they're going to talk about plain Jane and has she changed? Is she still the same leaf? Safira says she did have a good conversation. She did not scold her, but she has a problem with things she's done and said. She thinks it goes beyond this. Zunami wonders if it's a master plan. Megami will say that it's straddling the line of being kind of shady, but also having a punchline. And she will say, if you just have something mean, it's not a shady joke. It's just a mean comment. She should know. Roll the tapes. I think that, I think Plain Jane is just one of those people. Everyone in her hometown probably like laughs at the joke. And yeah, it's really like kind of like place. So she's around a bunch of people that are kind of like, girl, you need to chill out. Yeah, they, they enable her, I'm but, sure. Yeah, exactly. 
Plain Jane is the only one with immunity, and Tsunami thinks she might use it on somebody else, which would be the gag. It was in the edit. I think it's going to happen. Tsunami will tell Safira she would have traded her the trip to Spain for the immunity, but she big gulped it. Uh, that would have been a, a good deal. <clears throat> All right, the tops and bottoms are back. What's the tea? Plasma will gloat about Michelle loving her makeup and how the blue velvet girls were all clocked for using the same fabric. Geneva says they were expecting the car fantasy. Again, Brandy Girl, it's part of part of Drag Race. But she will feel like she is going to be lip syncing. And Maya says the judges like the look. Did we watch the same runway? Did they really like her look? Yeah, that's I was just, just like, girl, you are delusional. Plain Jane was called immaculate, but notes that she thinks it will be Dawn or Q as the winner. Dawn will be complicated, complimented by Morphine as her favorite look because, well, Q is the epitome of the second place. The shade and blatant disrespect for Q in that workroom, and it is funny to me at this point. I live for it. Like, I also agreed. I wanted Dawn to win. Yeah. She can go another week of that win. Well, speaking of Dawn, can she be honest? It's time for the Dawn to see. She wants Q to win, but she wants to win more. And Megami wants the drama, so a Dawn win. And I don't think the staff shrinks were ready to handle another second place from from Q. I think she would have been crying in her hotel room. Plain Jane will claim the judges said that the other two blue girls couldn't achieve what she did, and Plasma and Geneva are like, you're paraphrasing. That's not fully accurate. So that leaf, remember turning it over? Plain Jane will now come for Plasma and ask her what it feels like to know that the judges are rooting for her to change her makeup. And this is why you think before you speak. Yeah, because this is definitely one of the instances had she said it in a different kind of like tone and approach a little differently, yeah. it would have been like, oh, girl, I totally understand what you mean. But she came on abrasive. Agreed. And that's kind of made people like go against her in that. Now, Geneva retorts that she can't wait to see Plain Jane crash and burn. And again, defensive mode, Plain Jane says she won't be there to see it. Okay, maybe maybe Plain Jane is a fortune teller or she knew writing was on the wall. <laughs> now, Plasma will respond to Plain Jane that she thinks it was a big enough adjustment as she was complimented for it for two weeks now. Plain Jane will be like, you're sounding defensive. Girl, you're setting her up with your tone and phrasing. Plasma says that her language states that she is making a spectacle and Plain Jane says she wants her body language to say she's having fun. Girl, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not reading that or it's a stretch. Now the fight's gonna stop because La Roche is there to save the day. Do you think they sent La Roche in purposely or was it just timing and unfortunately it just hit the the the, the moment La Roche had to go back there? I remember what season of Grace was it that like they were arguing, 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 the guests walked in and ended up walking out because they were just like arguing the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see La Rose try to mediate this whole situation. <laughs> well, Tsunami is getting her wish. She sits right next to the man of the hour. Law says that they come from a place of tough love, and Safira is like, you can read us since you didn't get to, because we are all safe. Tsunami is told she's the walker or the group, but clocks her for the belt and the safety pin he can see. And Tsunami's like, thank you. Is that the girl's dreams to be read and to be told they were bad and, and, and accept it? No other judge they would ever allow that to happen. 
Especially when it comes to for it. Law tells her the doll saved her as they were identical and made her look cute. Morphine is told Law gets the girl as the slightly ratchet Miami girl and tells her drag told her who she is. Law tells Safira that she looks sickening and is giving real woman, and he wanted to critique her, and but just doesn't love the fabric, but loves the styling. Law's been watching since the blurry season, and it took a while for Rue to call and says that Rue has a special is a special person, as the way the world has changed and how they look at drag queens has helped. They are giving the people hope that anything is possible. He tells them that the message of love from Rue has never changed and has been preaching it for 40 years. And Law says being in fashion, coming, and not giving them the good, the bad, and the little tips would be a disservice. Valid. And Jamie's like, okay, I'm throwing it away. What did you think of Law Roche coming in and basically reminding them that you would not be here without RuPaul? Uh, bears repeating. Yeah. You know? True. Well, Law leaves, and Plasma's like, okay, back to me and Jane. Or playing Jane. She will not take her question as something offensive and knows where she is coming from. So once again, playing Jane is getting away with murder. She is not held accountable for her delivery. Do you think she ever will? Uh, I think so by her and Kat. I think when a few more people exit and she knows the people that are kind of like letting it go bothered, mm-hmm. I think that's an issue. Yeah. We're going to watch the lip sync one last time as Geneva drives away. She is proud, content, and happy with her time on Drag Race. And we'll start to pack and share. She wanted to show where she's from and what she can do. But everyone will be very proud of her. She is officially a Rue girl for life. Time to learn how to sew. And she's going to give Tsunami a wig. Do you like this sisterhood of the traveling drag droppings? And do you think the queens ever get them back? I don't think they get them back. I was left a wig, but you're never seeing that again. Right. I'd be like, okay, uh, here's yeah. Bill. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. What is Geneva's legacy? That she's La Diva Mas Latina. That's true. I, yeah, I think she's really kind. She's really sweet. She, she's fun. Um, I, 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 I would like to see her again. I would like to see with a little more um, preparation College. for the game of Drag Race. I'd love to see her again. Thing. Who was the winner of the week? Who had the best episode? Uh, combination between Q, book, challenge, much going on, the workroom activity. Mm-hmm. James, who kind of was the center of the so I'm yeah. gonna give it to Plain Jane. Yeah, Plain Jane. yeah. I mean, Plain yeah. Jane definitely up there. I would give it to the dolls. The dolls had a great episode. They were featured more they than the queens it. were. You can't read the dolls. All right, we got a musical baby. Who will do well and who will leave us after singing out, Louise? Who's who? Give us your predictions. Um, so I think the tops. I think Plasma. I think Safira. Um. Just- other singers, and right. this is like a lot. Uh, I don't know. I'm also thinking maybe like Morphine because she's a good dancer. I mean, I feel like Morphine having a theater show. background should 
bode well for her. I don't know how she is at the whole performing of it. Um, you're right. Plasma yeah. should do very well. If she doesn't win, I think she might cry. Um, yeah, Safira, again, she's another one. who I, I feel like all the girlies who have a theater background should excel, but we've seen Stranger Things happen on a rusical. Yeah, and worried for, I'm worried for Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried for who else is there? I, I, I think Maya at this point, like based on paper, like she should be the next one to go. Um, and if anything is proven, I don't think this is going to be a, a challenge she's going to excel in. She can dance, but I don't know if this is the right kind of dance for her. I agree. Um, same goes with Q because we know Q is a good right. dancer. But she, I guess it's all going to come down to casting. After six episodes, the winner of the season is Safira Crystal. Yeah, I still like Safira here. I mean, there is still a universe in which Nymphia could probably come in and swoop because she's good at everything. Uh, but I just like the arc we're getting more from Safira than we are from Nymphia because right now with her using the immunity potion and and having regret, it's giving her a good journey to play around. Yeah. But fact, uh, I used to live in Philadelphia and mm-hmm. Safira Crystal put me in draft for the very first time. I love that. We love her. She's yeah, she's a good she good, good one. Very first she time. got me high for the first time off of a, a weed gummy. That was fun. I love that. Yeah. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram and Venmo at AudraQuartz underscore. That's A-D-R-H the underscore. Um, I have a person at Father Knows Best. I have Night of a Thousand Nick coming up on the 20th. I also have Brunch at Father Knows Best every third Saturday with my sis, Persephone. And this month on the 25th, I'm doing a drag event for the Korean Dog Rescue um, at Spicy Moon. All tickets are in my box. Oh, and at Icon Astoria on the 29th. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. Yes, thank you so much for having me.